0: Listen and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everybody, welcome back to one more episode of uh, Active listening with T4 Tactics. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith, and today we've got insurance specialist guru thomas caldwell <laughs> from thomas caldwell uh insurance and uh, introduce yourself tell well, a little bit about yourself well
1: first off it's great to be here it is. and i love lynchburg i mean yeah, yeah. um I, it's a great excuse to be down through here this is christmas time lynchburg the people are wonderful they're right. real and they do christmas right so i'm yeah. glad to be here yeah where you're in uh, i'm up in annandale virginia which oof. is a different Place. It is. <laughs> Let's be it diplomatic yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, well, first off, um, let me just uh, go into you and I are both uh, in the risk business um, yeah. in a way. And that's what I'm going to talk about because I'm kind of known as being a bit of a a very direct insurance guy as yeah. opposed to the ones that you see around. First off, a bit about myself. I'm uh, from Hartford, Connecticut originally. Grew up in the insurance business. Okay. I uh, hated it. Yeah. Uh, growing up. <laughs> it's <laughs> my, confusing. I'll tell you that. It's well, confusing. when you're kind of a young rebel, the last thing you want to do is, uh, you know, my father worked as the Chiefs Claims Investigator for the city. Yeah. So, my grandmother worked for Aetna for uh, 30 years. When I was a kid, I went to her retirement party. It was a whole, it was everything. Every yeah. classmate, everything. So, I grew up hating it. Left and didn't come back and... And then later in life, I needed another career. I went into, I was a journalist, lived mm-hmm. in the Far East for many years. If you heard radio in the 1990s, I'm sure you heard me on many occasions. Mm-hmm. I was worked for UPI and Voice of America and a lot of other places. Yeah. But uh, when I got uh, back to the United States about a decade ago, I needed another career. Yeah. Because journalism, I don't have to tell you where that's gone.
0: Gone. Uh, Completely gone. Yeah, I have to be honest. Yeah, It's a I different know. I know. interview
1: for there for sure. But... Um, I grew up in the insurance business, and when I learned and I from people that most people didn't really deal with insurance, didn't mm-hmm. have it, it wasn't something, especially life insurance. Where I come from, I like to say the craziest thing of not having life insurance is not having life insurance. So, I uh, got into the business and um, been pretty good at it yeah.
0: since. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, as I said, I'm. Uh, I just uh, just actually, I'm down here, kind of taking a bit of some time off. I spent almost two months in a department store during the Medicare sign-up season mm-hmm. which has been, been an interesting uh oh i bet been we've been
0: talking story. about that and, and it's, it's amazing some of the stories that, yeah. you, that you've listened to and had to listen to both dealing with insurance and with not insurance
1: and also there's problems i mean yeah. uh, the, you know covid is a big thing as you know um, yeah i mean if you told me a year ago what we'd have to go through in 2020 i never yeah. would have believed you yeah. uh one... politicians are keeping it alive um. You. Yeah. But and the in the repercussions are real. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys that came up to me had some questions about Medicaid, which is mm-hmm. you know for people that really are broke uh, mm-hmm. on welfare, and um and he just told me his story. A lot of people did, and he was a musician, a professional musician. He played it for. He was about my age in his late fifties. Yeah. And for his whole life, he's played in uh, bars, um, bar mitzvahs, yeah, weddings.
0: Yeah. You know, a professional musician, and. He is now destitute. He had to sell all of his instruments. It's so sad. And and you hear, I know, that's his life. And his it's life. gone. I yeah. mean,
1: um, and he worked hard. He was a productive individual. He made people happy. And right. you know what I, I thought was really terrible because of the area he was in? I'll bet you he played at receptions for many of the politicians mm-hmm. that I are did. responsible for destroying his life.
0: Absolutely. He probably did. He and probably um,
1: did. it was. It, and there's a lot of stories like
0: that out yeah. there. Yeah. And they don't care. They don't. Um, no, there, there's so many businesses here in Lynchburg that have com- been completely devastated, and mm-hmm. uh, I've got friends in New York that have just they've lost everything because of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah,
1: but this is risk. And risk. It is. Risk, risk is part of life, and yep. um, and you never know when things are going to hit you. And uh, a lot of people don't really understand insurance and how it works and how it's a cornerstone of American civilization. Uh, the definition of insurance, the dictionary definition, is the transference of risk. Mm-hmm. And um, you can either, um, and we hear several things where people are saying, well, I don't believe in insurance, which is kind of the same thing as saying you don't believe in risk. Um, and it's basically how our country was able to grow and thrive, or how families were able to you know, mm-hmm. take care of mm-hmm. themselves so um in fact, um and the resilience of the insurance industry though is quite uh, enormous I mean you know, people like me, I'm a small agent and and I've had a very tough year too because uh I've had uh, most of my meetings were done at kitchen tables, yeah, especially yeah. with older people, and right. that has been a real challenge to overcome that. yeah, and a lot of agents haven't just have decided not to do it um the traditional American insurance agent like myself is is getting harder to find
0: mm-hmm. well I, I can tell you my insurance was hard to find and you helped me out I, I called well, I, I always like dealing local so mm-hmm. I called around to some local guys and girls that I know they're in the business nobody would touch me because I have the word firearm you know mm-hmm. in what I do and uh, and you were able to find me my um, my professional liability insurance for when I travel you know do an active shooter training all over the country mm-hmm. um, and then you were able to, we're working on something now about the about facility here. Well, in, in,
1: in that regard, COVID, I mean, you and I have recently talked about all these, uh, COVID is a real danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, we, before we had things like active shooters where some loner would just go off and do something, mm-hmm. but now people
0: are really losing it. It's making people nuts. I just, I just, I don't know if you sent it to me or if I read an article where uh, it was out of state, but a father... Uh, decapitated his. I child. think that was out in California. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing the same yeah. story. Decapitated uh, his child and his his wife. Yeah, uh, lost it from stress of COVID. And, and uh, yeah,
1: suicide is basically violence turned inward. But if it turns outward, that's where people like you are going to be really needed. Yeah, uh, to teach businesses how to prepare. Um, insurance. There's a lot of people that have taken their own lives over this, but. But the thing that's also, I see is also people are now getting rid of their insurance in some cases, which is a big mistake, uh, especially life insurance and things like that. Is it that. because they're
0: pinching pennies? They just
1: can't. They're pinching pennies Yeah, they're yeah. trying to do that. There yeah. are ways to get around that. Right. Um, one of the things that I, I there's, um, two, there's three things I hear that are real foolish when it comes to insurance and I get very direct with some people. Yeah. First off, someone says the three things, th- silly things that they say. Um, one is, um, do not, is I don't believe in insurance. Okay, great. Well, if that means you're in the insurance business, yeah. <laughs> you're not <laughs> insuring. Right. Because, uh, you, right. you know, you're going to pay for it if you get hit by it. So if you need a good agent for your new agency, right. give me a call. The other one is, I talked to my brother, father, sister, boyfriend, uh, best friend's cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they told me. yeah, And I said, are they an insurance agent who goes through No, all they the work tr- at the drive through Yeah. And I say, place. why do they... Why do they know so much? Well, they bought insurance. I said so. Okay, so somebody bought a
0: car, mm-hmm. knows everything about cars, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Silly. insurance is kind of like what I do. It's kind of like teaching people to carry concealed. You have it and you hope you never have to use it, but it's there for you if you need it. Same with insurance. It's just a necessary evil if you you have it and you hope you never have to use it, but if you have if you it's it's one of those things, insurance and guns. Uh, Better to have one and not need it than need it and not have it. In its purest form, insurance would go like this. You have a village of,
1: say, a dozen people, and they are Mm -hmm. hunter-gatherers, and they contribute a a portion of their food um, into a stockpile, Mm -hmm. which if one of the hunters... In the gathering you know got lame or something or got hurt they would draw on that that's yeah. its purest form yeah and it's evolved over the centuries yeah in the united states it really took off in the early 1800s and as a result these insurance companies have enormous wealth i don't know if people what knew what the word mutual means whenever you see the word mutual in an insurance company mm-hmm. it means it's not publicly traded
0: mutual of, of omaha oh, for example yeah, yeah. I, um you know, i say them because i remember that
1: and i used to work for them yeah right? it was years and years ago they
0: had a good uh animal show on. Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And he still thought of, well, I worked as a captive agent for Mutual yeah. of Omaha for some time. and um, But the thing is, mutual means it's not publicly traded, that the policyholders actually own the company. Okay. So you get a little bit of a dividend, actually, right. with leftover money. Um, tr- publicly traded companies are good as well, but the insurance company has accumulated massive wealth because there's under no obligation to spend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always have have a little bit of a dark joke where I say there's three things that will survive a nuclear war because of tenacity and because of strength. One is the Internal Revenue Service. The second is cockroaches. The third is the insurance industry. Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to compare them. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, the uh, in fact, I got that because the IRS actually have a plan to collect taxes in the event of a nuclear war which that sounds so
0: much like a bad I believe that that sounds I, like I, I completely believe that
1: that sounds like a real bad movie mm-hmm.
0: it you know? does. does well the irs is a bad movie <laughs> wow anything, fe- I, anything federal? anything federally yeah don't even get me started on federal government i'm okay. problems with the post right office well now. the
1: fact is the us uh, insurance industry is is probably the most well financed oh yeah industry yeah. on earth in history yeah so they do it, it is something that you can really rely on if things go down Right, And this is where people think, oh, they, you know, they give you a lot of, you know, people, oh, you're a bunch of this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, they're you know, I mean, in a big natural disaster, you're going to find people from agencies out there. Yeah. Cutting checks at the site of yeah. a tornado. Or, right. Or a yeah. Day. So, um, but transferring risk is, a, is an important part of American life, building, you know, a life insurance, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now we're at a time where this is a real risky time, to mm-hmm. put it mildly. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to COVID-related things. Um, You and I, as I say, we both deal with risk. And can you
0: tell me a little bit about this, the COVID dangers that we're seeing right now? Well, people people are stressed. They're absolutely stressed out. They're not making as much money as they did because the jobs aren't there. There's not a normalcy. Human beings, when we look at human behavior, humans need structure and normalcy. And we're not in that. When people start doing that and you start um, jeopardizing finances, Mm -hmm. uh, kids are home when they shouldn't be home. They should be at school. So that's stressing out the parents. There's a lot of stress at home and a lot of active shooter attacks coming from where I come from, a lot of active shooter attacks uh, are brought from stresses. It's clear. I mean, the studies have shown that a lot of the active shooter attacks are brought from stresses outside of the workplace. Uh, Some are from inside the workplace, but COVID is... Absolutely stressing people out. Wear a mask. I hate wearing a mask. I feel boxed in. And, uh, and people are dealing with that. Wear a mask. There's, there's people that are working at convenience stores or, or you know places to eat, bars, whatever, and they're having to tell people, put on your mask. And those people are saying, no, I'm not. Well, that's stress. In uh, the
1: department store I was working in, I'm not going to say which one. Yeah, um, there were a lot. You could just tell that people were on edge. Yes. So I'm, you know, where you were dealing with potential incidents. I don't want to, you know, be fear mongering, but I'm just worried that someone is going to lose it.
0: We've been very blessed because we really haven't had uh, a significant active shooter attack. The last one was March. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and that praise the Lord that wasn't a bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a massive attack, so we haven't had any. And I think it's because uh, we businesses aren't gathering, people aren't gathering. But I, in, like you, I don't want to fear monger, but we have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to get people trained on how to recognize unusual behavior and and uh, you know things that are coming at people, and then we have to be prepared. What, what you do is one of the biggest hits. A business will take the second biggest hit is the recovery, mm-hmm. which is personal injury lawsuits, wrongful death lawsuits. Uh, that's that's what destroys the business. After that, they can't come back up. Long yeah, forward.
1: that's that's quite true, and I've had to deal with some of that lately. And at the personal level, there's uh, there's uh, life insurance, which is really uh, that that's the way you you basically built. Yeah, your life in this country. Yeah. I mean when I was growing up, there were like a far higher percentage of Americans had life insurance mm-hmm. and they would they would go without food before yeah. going without your premium. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's it's how you built your life, it's right. how you built your family's wealth. And uh, some people have had to come to me saying I can't pay my premium there. There are plans available. Yeah. Um, but I would just recommend this. This is something that's important to consider is when you're dealing with a life insurance guy or girl deal with someone they can be local but they can also be like myself i have clients around the country mm-hmm. um and you are just a phone call away and some some of them i've met some of them i've never met right but uh, you need someone who's going to be in your corner uh for your best uh best interest like the third thing i was saying the third silly thing is i don't want to deal with someone i like i said what do you mean well if there's a problem i said well you want one of the first things you learn in the insurance business is you want to work with your relatives and your friends because mm-hmm. you're going to always be in their best interest. Yeah. Someone you're going to be meeting at Thanksgiving or Christmas, Right, right. you do not want to... Um, you're, you're going to do the very best you can for them. Um, don't deal with someone just at the other end of a phone that you're never going to meet. Yeah. Uh, one of these 1-800 numbers. I've had that happen where I've worked very hard to put some plan together and then someone, after it's been underwritten and everything, they... They deal with some guy for like
0: $2 less a In another than country that is reading from a script.
1: I don't think... No, they're not in another country. They do have mm. to be licensed. But, okay. they're, but they're out in a... Can there, call centers. They're and, in a call center yeah, in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah, and they and, don't care. And, they're in a different
0: state. Yeah. They could care less about me. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's how it works. I know
0: I've called you and I've asked, You know, I've said, hey, I think I need some insurance for this. Boom, within, <coughs> within an hour, you're emailing me an application. Mm-hmm. And within the next day or two, you're giving me a price. Yeah. So... Um, and yeah. I take that and I go to an exchange and I see the best deal I can get. Right. So well, some- yeah, and, and like I said, you you know, uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't find insurance for for slip and fall, fire, theft, you know, burglary uh, from where at my new location where I'm at now because uh, nobody wants to touch it because there's guns involved. Yeah. So- In fact,
1: I got a call from a gun shop that I'm going to be trying to get some. There's something else I want to mention. As traditional. We talk about traditional and risk. The most important thing you can do to augment risk is to be part of a community mm-hmm. and care about your neighbors, care about who mm-hmm. they are. We used to do this as Americans, and we've yeah. been taken away from this by, I think, a lot of the same people that are causing our trouble now. I, I say there were five fingers of American success at one time. You always had a friend who was a doctor, a lawyer, a banker, a mechanic, mm-hmm. and an insurance guy. Mm-hmm. You had those five people in your life. Yeah. So if you needed a loan, the banker knew you and he was also a good banker was able to give you financial advice. Mm-hmm. Somebody you'd stop on down and, and say hello at his office. A mechanic is a guy who would, you know, take care of your car. Yeah. Or some or in many cases would be a handyman as well, would get yeah. your refrigerator. Um, the doctor is somebody you grew up with, somebody who was local who knew you and kind of would nag you and said you better eat better, you better right. exercise. And and you'd have these people in your life, these five fingers of success. And um, you would, um, you know, it just, it it was how we did things. And they
0: were usually people that we knew locally Mm -hmm. who wouldn't steer us wrong. I always found that there was a sixth one and that was a cop. Yeah. Because when I was a (laughs) cop in Daytona, I got so many phone calls in, in the middle of the night. I just got pulled over. I've been drinking. Can you help me? No oh no, sorry well at the same time
1: when fun. i was growing up the, mm-hmm. the cop was the guy that taught all the local boys how to shoot properly yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. if you did something real stupid like you threw a rock through a window he yeah. wouldn't arrest you he'd bring you to your family's
0: that's home that's right well that back then that's the worst thing he could do to you yeah because mom and dad great. are going to take care of it yeah nowadays it's it's uh it's yeah.
1: okay so you're right there is the, the local police officer yeah. who was always your friend yeah and, and in fact he was uh um, i had a great local
0: sergeant uh, yeah. when I was growing up. So what kind of insurance do you, can you get? I know you do business. Pretty much everything. Do you do health insurance? Oh yeah. In okay. fact, well, I just did the Medicare for
1: yeah. two months. Uh, yeah, I'm health insurance. I um, Don't get me started on Obamacare. Mm. Um, that, that's a different interview in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can help that. The best thing to do with health insurance is to do a group plan with a small company. You can get health insurance with three or four people. Yeah. Actually, if you have ten people working under the same roof, you can get a health insurance plan just about anywhere. But I've gotten them for as little as three people. Yeah. That's the best way to do it, <coughs> if you're a small business. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, life insurance, I'm very, very adept at. Uh, disability insurance, mm-hmm. which is paycheck insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these days, um, so just about everything I have access to.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm I you know I'm good at the small stuff, mm-hmm. but at the big stuff as well. Annuities is another thing. Um, That's a way of... of, uh, One thing I just do is I'm not a financial advisor. Right. And I don't think an insurance agent should be a full-blown financial advisor. There was one company I worked for that wanted me to be a certified financial advisor, which is like being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I thought that would be a conflict of interest. I'm pretty old-fashioned. Yeah. However, a good insurance agent, like with life insurance, will not oversell you. Someone says to me, I want a million dollars worth of life insurance. My second question is why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, then we do some mathematics is what's it for? Is it for paying off the home? Setting Mm -hmm. your kids up in college? Like we have tables to tell you how much a Harvard University uh, education is going to cost in 20 years. You got to think about that. You know, in Virginia, for example, you have great state universities. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're not as expensive. Do you want to fund all of your kids' education or make sure he waits tables if there are tables in the future to wait? right 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 <laughs> things are going. But um, so you go in there and this is what a good insurance agent uh, will will do for you is he'll have a file. So when you know somebody passes on after the funeral and after the reception, you arrange say let's talk about where the money is going to go. yeah. Because the worst, the, what happens all too often, someone gets a check for the settlement for the life insurance policy and goes to Europe
0: for two months. I I just that saw, happens a lot. I just saw it a few years ago um, with a relative that had a loss, and there was a very large life insurance payout. And there's been a ton of vacations, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of purchases that didn't need to be made, mm-hmm. and there's small children involved and. Uh, Money's gone. The money's gone. Yeah. The money's going to be gone in, in, in very shortly. And why not set yourself well, up? Well, you,
1: you have a person like me who has a file yeah, based yeah. on the conversations is that the mortgage is going to get paid right. off. This money's going into an annuity right. so that you'll get an income. This is going to go into the college fund. Right. This is going to be used to pay off all the debts. They could
0: have set themselves up to be on easy street this with is this the, money for the rest of their lives. This
1: is why you have someone like me as yeah. opposed to the traditional insurance agent as opposed to somebody who's at the other end of the phone. Doesn't yeah. Care.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had a great vacation, and they've got some really cool toys, but those aren't going to last forever.
1: And there's and there's another thing too is if you want to get money, you know, people like to save money for their kids. Yeah. Getting a bank account for your kid that they're going to get when they're eighteen. Yeah. Is kind of a silly thing in a way because a lot of kids at eighteen can't too handle. So you buy them an insurance policy that yeah. has a certain uh, bit of uh, of uh, of leeway to it. Uh, of investment. So it's not an investment, but it it it, it accumulates cash. Yeah. And you own it. Yeah. Until you decide they should have it. Yeah. So you can hold on to it till they're like 25. Yeah. <laughs> then the, Or 30. Which is a more mature age. <laughs> Which is I know at
0: 18, my, my priority was getting a jet ski. You know, in Daytona, I wanted to go out and jump the waves. That was my priority and, and uh, yeah. very, very important at that. Then At so, one
1: time, we had to be 21 to vote in this country. I think we were better off when you had to be 21 to vote. Yeah. And traditionally, you're really not a mature person until you're like 25. Mm-hmm. That's when your brain stops growing. Well... Then it starts shrinking. Yeah, I guess. then it starts shrinking. You
0: start forgetting things.
1: But um, the thing I just say is with the COVID era, don't um, just it, it, don't get advice from people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's happening
0: a lot. Oh, I know, I know. It's like you you see that. I see it a lot. It it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing how many Navy SEALs are out there. How many how many uh, Marine snipers? How many uh, Delta Special Forces? It's amazing. Or how many and,
1: people have, have are, know the sheriff and know that if they yes. kill somebody in self defense, they're yes. going to be fine. Yes, I've heard that once. So Just about times. every
0: place I train. Well, we got Navy SEALs working here, really, because if they were, they wouldn't tell you. <laughs> let's go meet them. No, and as soon as you look at them, no, these guys are not Navy. They're they're not. Yeah, no. But the thing is, the legal aspect. But they're getting well. advice from them. Yeah, because they these guys say that they're you know high up in the military ops. You know, they were an operator, and and these mm-hmm. people are taking their word for gold. And they they don't know what they're talking about, and I see that when I go in and do the training, it's scary.
1: And I, I the first thing I ask a family was, do you have a will?" Yeah. Especially if there's kids involved, and mm-hmm. they said, "Oh no, we'll do. We don't worry about that." Like, Ooh. you're going to uh, give it to the state. Well, especially if the parents, uh, one of the provisions you always have to be sure of in case of and this. I know some of this happened too, is when the parents might be taken at the same time. And in this case, it was an automobile accident. Yeah. They left two kids behind. Yeah. And there was no, and the kids were uh, the family was from India. Yeah. And the kids had never been to India. Yeah. But the only place they had relatives was in India, and mm-hmm. the ju- the probate judge says, "Well, you're going to India." Yeah. So you have two American kids that end up, you know, yeah, being sent to a foreign country. They didn't have any knowledge. Yeah. about. There's a lot of sad stories like that. Yeah. And if one of the tricks, by the way, is if you live in a very big urban center, the wills are going to cost a lot of money to make. Mm-hmm. But somebody in the middle of nowhere in the same state. Yeah, they're just as cheap. Like right. down here in Lynchburg, I'm sure it costs a fraction of what it does up near
0: Washington mm-hmm. D.C. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cost it. the cost. When I travel and do the firearm safety classes, I charge more in different cities because yeah. the 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 it's just it's different throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, how do people get a hold of you? If- um,
1: the best way is to just go to my website caldwellinsurancepro.com. Caldwell Insurance Pro. Um, okay. C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L Insurance Pro, one word, dot com. Okay. And uh, there's a phone number there you can reach me at. Yeah. Or just by email or what have you. Um, the email is always, you know, pretty easy to get me at. Yeah. And that's just the best way to do it. And there's an address. So some people even send me letters, which is kind of fun. So yeah, So nice. contact me. Yeah. Um, and I'm up in Annandale, but I do travel. As you see, I'm down here today after yeah. after being in a department store for nearly two months. I thought I'd play a little. Wow, touring. it's probably nice to get out and stretch your
0: legs a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna
1: yeah. I'm gonna be stopping by at um, up uh, up in Lexington. I mean, um, you know, with, beautiful up there. Yeah, so maybe yeah. see this if the Stonewall Jackson statue is still there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the, quick thing to leave is most people don't know this about him is he was anti slavery. Mm-hmm. And he also violated the law at the time by teaching uh, slave children to read the Bible, which yeah. was illegal.
0: Ooh, get rid of his statue. What a horrible person. Uh, he actually and he, he, he actually funded it. He yeah. did it.
1: And he actually was threatened with prosecution a couple of times yeah. before the war. But, but then we got to take his statue down. Yeah, of all the it's people, racist. He I didn't know, drink no. or smoke. He only drank lemonade. Yeah. You know, he was a real, by all the. If, unless you were, of course, on the opposite side of the. Uh, right. Then, then, he was a holy terror. But, right, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was a very decent guy by all accounts. Yeah. Um, and to have him vilified, uh, it's like that. What you see in the book um, "Life and Death in Shanghai." I don't. Know, mm-hmm. You have heard of that book? Mm-hmm. It was written by a woman who uh, survived barely the Cultural Revolution in China. And that's a book I'd recommend everyone read to see the sort of thinking that's going beyond a lot of the politics yeah. right now. It's yeah. Life and death in Shanghai. I've Life and death in
0: Shanghai. Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's still available. I forget the author's name, but she was a uh, uh she she went through a lot. Yeah. And then eventually uh, settled in the D.C. area after she escaped to China.
0: Yeah. Good. So. Well, it's been good having you on. Hey, it's been I appreciate great you making the drive over, and I think we got some good information out for people. Um, say your website one more time.
1: Uh Triple W Caldwell Insurance Pro dot com. Caldwell Insurance Pro dot com right.
0: Thomas for your insurance needs. I've used him for a few years. He's found me some really hard to hard to find insurance because of what I do. Active shooter training and then firearms training, nobody wants to touch it and uh and you were able to find it. Yeah, the
1: firearms training, I I can help people with. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, well, you've been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics. Hope you guys have a great day. Remember, reduce injuries and save lives. Take care, everyone.